Welcome back. It is episode number 34 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And Matt, we have one of those days coming up this weekend. I don't know if you know those days that I'm talking about, but this coming Saturday... We call call them Bobcat Days. We call them Bobcat Days. I like that. We're going to call them Bobcat Days because this coming Saturday, it is Saturday, October 5th, 11 games for the Bobcats... Not all home. It's split up. Right. But Eleven games. Right. It's a it's a crazy crazy schedule. So uh, we'll go through this in the rundown a little bit more. But women's golf, men's tennis, women's tennis, both cross country teams, rugby, women's soccer, volleyball, men's soccer, and ice hockey are all in action on Saturday. Right. Because we're at the time of year where winter sports are like, oh, hey, we matter now. Like we're we're creeping into our preseason and also starting our regular season non-conference schedule. So it, it's the best time of year. It if really, you, if you are a Bobcat fan, it really, really is. Uh, women's hockey. They had their first scrimmage against Ryerson last weekend, so this is kind of the official beginning of their preseason now. They have a home-and-home this weekend against Providence that we'll tell you a little bit more about later in this episode. Uh, And the men's hockey team is also getting started this Sunday with a scrimmage at 4 o'clock against Brock. So, like Matt said, the winter sports are getting back in action, but of course all of the fall sports are still right in the swing of things. Like you said, now we're, we're just getting into October here. This is a big, big time if you're a Bobcat fan. Yes, because you start to obviously start conference play for some of our soccer teams, and you also start with the winter sports and arena sports on how our teams are looking for conference play. You get the non-conference schedule to see the freshman class, the freshman recruits start playing, and how are they adapting to the college game. So there is a lot to unravel. So from our side of the things from the podcast, we took a week off last week because we were still getting plans in place for some of the new winter sports additions to the show. So now if you go to any game at the People's United Center, men's and women's basketball and hockey, Matt, what are you going to be able to see? Our faces. (laughs) You get to see what we look like, not our voices. Well, you'll hear our voices, but you won't only see that now. You'll put a face to the voice. Uh, We did a promotional uh, advertisement, I guess you could say, for all arena games to try and promote this podcast and make our audience that much bigger. So you're going to be able to see that at every single arena game for new episodes going out throughout the entire winter. So get excited for that. And if you haven't seen us before, this will be your first chance to do so. But a lot of things going on in the world of Quinnipiac Athletics. So here it is, the week that was in Quinnipiac Athletics. Starting with the men's tennis team, Hilk Moore and Axel Stern each earned a singles win for the Bobcats as Quinnipiac men's tennis battled in the Brown Invite last weekend. They are home this weekend on Saturday against Holy Cross, and then they visit Ryder on Sunday at 1 p.m. Now on the other side of the net, women's tennis was at West Point Invite last weekend. Layla Rodriguez won two singles matches on Sunday, winning the main draw D singles title during day three of the 2019 West Point Invite. This is a huge deal, so congratulations to her women's tennis is home versus st francis and sacred heart saturday and away at Ryder on sunday at 1 p.m going to the course the women's golf team has a match in the yale invite on friday saturday and sunday so a busy weekend for the golf team good luck to them from the course to the woods paul short invitational for our cross-country teams in bethlehem pennsylvania hosted by lehigh good luck to them 
The field hockey team, they won 2-1 to one in a shootout at Georgetown on Friday. Juliana Capello scored the game-tying goal with 48 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and Amanda Funaro scored the game-winning goal in the shootout, so a big win at Georgetown for the field hockey team. They followed that up with a tough 2-1 to one loss against Columbia at home last Sunday. So the field hockey team is home against number 13 Liberty this Friday, so the day this episode drops at 2 p.m., they then visit Boston College for a game on Sunday at noon. So that Columbia game, Dan, they ended up tying it, but the player, the Quinnipiac player hit it with the wrong side of her stick. Oh my they video, goodness. They video reviewed it and they called it off because it was on the wrong side of the that's, stick. That's about as close of a game as you can get without having a tie. We now go to men's soccer. They had a double overtime win versus St. Peter's Wednesday. Tomas Fekula had the overtime goal, and both regulation goals came in the last five minutes of the game. Tight game. It was. Men's soccer is now at Manhattan Saturday at 2 p.m. and home against Marist on Wednesday at 3 p.m. From the men's to the women's side, the women's soccer team lost a 2-0 game against Ryder at home last Saturday. They followed that one up with a tough 1-0 defeat at Marist. So the women's soccer team is looking to get back in action. They are home against Monmouth on Saturday at noon, and then they are away at Fairfield on Wednesday. Wednesday at 7 p.m. Volleyball now. They had a 3-0 loss at Fairfield last Saturday. Their future schedule in the next three matches are at home. They are home versus Iona Saturday at 1 p.m., home versus Manhattan Sunday at 1 p.m., and home versus Marist Wednesday at 7 p.m., so make sure to catch a game. The rugby team is back in action on Saturday as well. They visit Harvard at noon. Good luck to them. Men's ice hockey. They are home versus Brock Sunday at 4 p.m. That is an exhibition game, so best of luck to them. And the final team on the rundown and the team we're focusing on for this week's episode is the women's hockey team. They started off their season last weekend with a 5-1 win against Ryerson at home. Brooke Bonsteel had two of the five goals for the Bobcats. They are visiting Providence this Friday, so the day this episode drops at 6 p.m. before returning home to the People's United Center on Saturday at 3 p.m. And Dan, you were at that game last Saturday. I was at that game last Saturday. That's correct. So where can the people hear your voice for your other job that you have? So the people, if they would like to hear me aside from the podcast, can find me and Phil Jubileo on the Quinnipiac Women's Hockey broadcast on ESPN Plus for every home game. So make sure you tune into those if you can't get to the People's United Center. But on this week's episode of the podcast, Matt McAuliffe, we talked to the senior captain of the women's hockey team. She's a defenseman from Winnipeg, Katie Tabin. And man, oh man, does she have an interesting story. Yeah, and when you think Quinnipiac to defense, you think Katie Tabin. Right, that's the first name that comes to your head. She is the captain. She seems like the first line defense leader. So, I, I mean, this girl has been playing hockey from the time that she was little and grew up playing with the boys. And she tells us all about her youth hockey experience and what it's like to play hockey in Winnipeg and the culture in Winnipeg. And not only that, but she's told us about some of her time with Quinnipiac, but she also got a chance to talk about her time representing Team Canada. So always a cool honor there. Matt and I got a chance to talk to Katie Tabin about all of that and more. And here's what she had to say. And we're back on the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast, episode number 34. And today, we are joined live from the Women's Hockey Lounge, beautiful spot with Matt McAuliffe. We are joined by the senior captain, defenseman from Winnipeg, Manitoba, here for the Quinnipiac Women's Hockey Team, Katie Taven. Katie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Thank you for taking the time. I know this is Thank a this you. is a very very busy time of year for yep. you. So uh, we're we're not going to take take too much of your time as you you guys are getting ready to get the season started against Providence this weekend. But home and home, 
little home and home okay. action. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, right. Uh, I got so that right. If you're coming out, this episode's going to drop on Friday, so you still have a chance to get your tickets and come out for Saturday. Yep. And I just found out there's a skate with the Bobcats after. Is there? I didn't even know. Yeah, that's awesome. You're kidding. So that's very exciting. Let's go. Yeah, so some great. I some might great go full blown <laughs> blue suit skates. I Honestly, might go full suit skating. Coming the off the broadcast, I feel like yeah. that would be a great thing to do after yeah. after the game. Yeah, but better way to unwind. Yeah. Those <laughs> those have got to be pretty fun though. The skate with the Bobcats. Oh, they're after. so fun! Yeah, when everyone comes out and the little kids and yeah, just to see all the fans and stuff, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. and over the, like the four years that I've been here, I've watched like Cass's kids like get oh my god, yeah, and skating better. It's cool. And now uh, Emma with Eddie, like oh, it's, they're all so cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about you, but of, of course we also want to talk about the season. So uh, we'll we'll start with a little bit from your hockey career. So uh, grew up in Winnipeg playing hockey. So I mean, you know, we're, we're both from the United States. We're both from the Northeast. So you know, tell us a little bit about the the hockey culture in Winnipeg and just what it was like growing up playing hockey there. Oh geez, uh, I mean, I feel like it's like your expected Canadian hockey. Uh, environment um i grew up in this little tiny rink in uh, oak bank manitoba um it's like in the country it was so cold the like a big barn um i remember growing up with my brother uh my dad i got into hockey because of my brother um he doesn't play anymore but yeah i mean cold rinks that's what i remember outdoor rinks um yeah i'm playing with the boys Playing with the boys, okay. Playing there you with go. the boys. Yeah. So, uh, did you play yeah. youth hockey with the guys? I did, I did. Okay. I played one year of hitting, and that was the best year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what was your uh, What was your reaction when they announced the Winnipeg Jets were coming back? Oh my god, that was so cool. Um, there is no game like being at a Winnipeg Jets game. Oh my god. It's incredible. Have you been to the MTS Center before? For I one? have, yes. I've been to a I'm, couple. I'm it's so crazy. jealous because I know that, like, from a capacity standpoint, it's mm-hmm. not quite at, like, a Bell Center or, the, or a oh, United no. Center in Chicago, but man, oh, man, does it get loud. And they yeah. have the whiteouts, right? During yeah, the playoffs. The whiteouts are the whiteouts. unbelievable. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So so the hockey culture in Winnipeg is kind of what, what you would expect. For, oh, exactly uh, what you would expect. For a stereotypical right. Canadian yep. Canadian city. But yeah. yeah. So uh, so started started to play hockey, played with the guys, and then eventually switch over your last year before college playing with the Cambridge Rivulets. Yep. Uh, so at, at what point when you were playing hockey growing up did you start to realize, okay, I, I can I can take my career to the next step and, and start to play Division One? Uh, I guess high school probably the year before the rivulets um when i was getting some calls and emails from uh recruits being like hey we'd like you to come to our school and stuff i was like wow really me um (laughs) you know i always figured that i would just stay in canada um and play in the cis league and uh yeah so i guess when people started reaching out to me from the states i was like wow i really have an opportunity here so what was what was the process of you coming to quinnipiac what was that the first couple conversations like uh, it's actually crazy. Um, so originally, I remember Cass recruited me. She came to a practice my junior year of high school, and a practice, a pack, a practice. Yes, and I had no idea about Quinnipiac or, or anyone. Are um, you a good practice player? Because I know some people like kind of step it up. For no, games, see, I was not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I yeah. was not, yeah. and we didn't have much structure in our practices back then, so. I was just, you know, screwing around with the puck, playing one-on-one with my friend. And I remember getting this email from Cass after being like, 
was not expecting this from you. Uh, like we wanted more, like kind of disappointed. And I was, it, that was like the first coach who kind of challenged me and didn't say anything. She had good things to say, but didn't just start off with, you're good at this and this and this and this. Didn't just okay. give you like the yeah. pitch. Like we yeah. want you and this is all the things you exactly. do. She was yeah. honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Honest. And, and she brought up uh hockey Canada and you know, like you have to work in order to get there and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, wow, like this coach seems really invested in hockey. And um, yeah, so I just kind of was attached to that. Almost like, I want to prove you wrong. Like, that's not the type of player I want to be. I want to be, you know, better than that. So yeah, it's kind of a cool story looking back now. And Cass kind of challenged me, but it was for the best. Does she still challenge you today? Oh yeah, yeah. all the time. But it's <laughs> funny because like, even, even when you were in high school, she was like, I see Canadian hockey potential in this defenseman. Like, I can see her playing for the Team Canada's even in high school. Yeah, no, exactly. So I think, I remember my high school coach even said, like, you're a late bloomer. And I think that's what Cass kind of saw in me was I was a late bloomer. You know, I just needed some guidance almost. And Cass was kind of like that for me. So, yeah. So did you know at all what ECAC hockey was or what it was about when you were looking into playing in college? I didn't. Honestly, all I knew was there was D1 women's ice hockey. And I knew of North Dakota because that was the closest to Winnipeg. But otherwise, ECAC-wise, I didn't really know anything. Um, I knew of Clarkson, of Colgate, uh, but otherwise, no. Once Quinnipiac kind of contacted me, that was like the first team. Okay, because it, it yeah. does. I feel like the ECAC has this it, this culture around it yeah. where you have the Ivy League teams in it and you have grinding hockey. Like the, the standings are always, always close every oh, yeah. single year. Yeah. So let's talk about that first year. So you come in right after this program is coming off of an ECAC championship. Yep. So those are uh, those are some pretty big expectations to come into. So oh, wh- yeah. what was that first year like kind of adjusting to the, the Division One life? Honestly, uh, I mean, freshman year is always a grind. Um, I remember coming in like any freshman, you think you're going to be the best, right? Uh, and it was almost like a wake-up call, like, hey, you got to work at this every day in order to be the best. And that's kind of what happened. I um, did extra skills. I, Taryn Baumgart really helped me in my, my freshman year. She was my defense partner and uh, Coach B. So just, like, all that together really helped me. And, yeah, it was a grind, though. <laughs> <laughs> who are some of your uh, – you mentioned Taryn, but who are some of your, your role models coming through this program? Uh – I would have to say for sure, like Sid Rossman, Emma Woods, and probably T-Bomb. Um, I mean, all the seniors that year, though, like Miko was great, and um, so was uh, Greco and everyone. So Was Megan yeah. Turner senior that year, too? Yes, Megan Turner. Yeah. Sorry, there's so many. Yeah, Turner was awesome. Um, so was Marms. I think just that class in general, general was just unbelievable. Yeah, they helped us all. Yeah. So now you're moving through the program already now uh, a senior. So now you're, you're kind of looking back on those days. Like, oh, my God, what, what, what now, happened to those? And now but, you're the leader. I right? know. Now yeah. you are that senior class. Right. So I think, I, I think actually the first question that transitions perfectly to this year. So named a, named a captain uh, for the 2019-20 season. So, I mean, first yep. of all, congratulations. Thank you. Um, you know, and looking back at some of the, those seniors that you were able to learn from and, and some of the success that this program has had, you know, what does it mean to you to wear that letter? Uh, it, honestly, it's hard to describe. Um, it, it's, it, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to describe. It's, no, it's yeah. so cool. Um, 
you know, like I always dreamed of being a captain of, you know, a D1 program, but I never really thought I'd get there until, um, you know, just growing throughout this program. But after, you know, Woods and Rusler and stuff being captains and um, Samo, like it's it's just incredible to be able to, you know, be the next one in line for that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, it's it speaks for itself, too. You, you played all 36 games. You led the mm-hmm. defense in points. So would you consider yourself with that C on your jersey more of a leader on the ice or more mm-hmm. of a vocal one or both? I, I would say it depends on the time. Like, me and Kenzie uh, really even each other out. She's obviously the other captain. Um, I'd say, you know, in times where I think I need to be more vocal on the ice, that's where I do, or that's what I do, sorry. Or if I need to just lead by example, that's what I'll do. Um, or, you know, off the ice, if, you know, we're in a workout and we need to be a little louder, that's when I'll step up. So it, it depends. And, yeah, me and Kenzie really equal each other out, so it's nice. Step up when needed. Yep. That's nice. right, yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the things that, that you always hear connected with this program, and Matt, you can you can touch on this too, is culture. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. this program is huge about having a culture and, and having everybody buy into that. So, I mean, in your own words as best as you can, what is the Quinnipiac women's hockey culture? The culture, um, I would say it's just, respecting others um getting better every day and that everything's a process so you know when you come in as a freshman when we always talk about when you leave your or when you finish your last uh practice senior year you want to look back and be like I did everything I could to um be this good today right so I think that's kind of the culture we're, we're building is that we work harder than any other program out there which we do we it's it's incredible the amount of work that everyone puts in every, every day um yeah so it's just different like that what does a day in the life of a women's hockey player look like i was just about to ask that because <laughs> yeah. i'm always curious because it, yeah. it, it it's completely different even with the the arena sports it can be completely different because we like we have talked to every sort of athlete from cross country right. to softball to baseball to lacrosse like it, it, i feel like it's different for everybody mm-hmm. and there are si- similar things involved but yeah so yeah. what does it look like for you uh well i guess it, d- it depends every year right but i guess this year um you know the usual get up make breakfast go to a class come back go to the rink or some days you have skills in the morning so you're going to skills then to practice uh workout then you're eating quick, running to another class. <laughs> yeah, of course. Doing homework, and then before you know it, it's Friday night and it's a game. What's a uh, what's a classic Katie Taven breakfast? Oh geez, uh, I love omelets. So either a good omelet or Dan some oatmeal. Omelets. Oh, do you? I, I well, I did scrambled eggs this morning. Okay, but, uh, you did scrambled I, this today, morning. Today was a big day. I, I felt like we really needed to fuel up and just just not go with anything. <laughs> you should so have seen the, the toast going. Everything. Had the toast going. Yeah, <laughs> the music was going. playing this music morning. We oh, the music. Yeah, not yeah. messing around this morning. That's yeah. what you have to do. So, what is a uh, what is a pregame uh, look for Katie Tabin? Like, what are your traditions? Do you tape your stick in one direction, or do you do you put your glove on like left hand first? Ah. <laughs> uh, <the, laughs> the only thing I really do is I tape my stick and then uh the blade side I like to have it up before it touches the ice so it doesn't touch the ground blade side up always always until it hits the ice and then after that it's whatever that's kind of cool all right 
I don't mind that. All right. I like that. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, it, I actually I read something yesterday um, from ESPN. It was about every uh, every NFL team's weirdest superstition. Oh yeah, and there were some. Yeah, there were some some bad ones and some gross ones, but we, we don't need to touch <laughs> on that. Uh, so now, so the 2019-20 season is now upon us. So you guys have had a scrimmage already this year against Ryerson. So big, yep. big five-one wood for the squad to begin yeah. to begin the year. So uh, you know, what were some of your some of your takeaways from seeing that first game and seeing your team in action? Uh, I think our biggest takeaway was just like, you know, we're in a great spot right now. Um, obviously, we have a lot to grow or a lot sorry we have to grow a lot still but um yeah I think we're in a way better spot now than we were last year so it's just you know building every day and uh focused on our game Friday uh what have you seen from your your new freshman class so far a lot of potential um there's a lot of skill within that freshman class um you know Kate on D Haas up front uh, Hoskin up front as well um all of them are they're gonna be unbelievable players so what are uh, what are some of the goals for your squad for this year? Well, obviously the big one, uh, make it to the Natty Champs and become a Natty Champ. Right. So right. Um, you can see it. I don't know if it's if it's in frame right. here on the video we're shooting, but there there is a there's yeah, a Quinnipiac a, by the numbers sign. It's a frozen four. Yeah. It's yet. right. So thank you, Jack, for panning yet. over. So there's a, a <laughs> Quinnipiac by the numbers sign. So. Uh, let's see. So seven Nutmeg Classic champions, aiming for eight this year on home yep. ice too. So that's yes. very exciting. ECAC champ, regular season champ, two NCAA tournaments, and then a zero NCAA Frozen Four. But yes, yes. I love the yes. addition yep. of the yet. So, anyways, I'm so uh, continuing on. So, so, so the goal, of course, getting to a Frozen Four. But what else are you guys working on? Well, of course, yeah. Um, just working towards the Nutmeg. Like that's always a great tournament to get things going and to. That's like our first really. Uh, compete right. of the year um this year minnesota duluth right yes return making making the trip yes. down here so that's exciting it'll be really exciting that's always so fun yeah. so that and then obviously ecac champs um, we know how much every single game matters so that's why that's what we're kind of uh thinking going into every game this year is that you know we can't lightly step into things we have to be ready to go right off the bat and what are you expecting from uh the decor specifically um you obviously have returners but also mm -hmm. newbies so how how is that decor and being the leader of that decor what do you expect from them this year um i mean it's our program we always expect big things so i think just uh you know we're we have the least amount of penalties in the country so stuff like that defending wise um and then i'd say just when it comes to uh <laughs> Sorry, Liz is just <laughs> distracting me there. Uh, Liz, you want to make a cameo? <laughs> is she gone? Oh, there she is. You want to make a cameo? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, sorry, and then, yeah, I guess just like defending in general, like uh, it's, it's known that it's so hard to play against us. So, um, you know, starting Friday, we want to be hard to play against and limit the goals against and just go from there. So I have one more defense question. Yeah, of course. Would you rather block a shot for your squad or score a goal? Block a shot. See, I had, a, yeah, I had a it's feeling that was going to yeah. be the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's sometimes, fun like sometimes. Said, said, ankle. Yeah. said with ankle. a smile on her that's face. Yeah. The ankle's got to be the worst. <laughs> it has to be. Oh, the ankle or the thigh. Inner thigh. That Inner one. thigh. Is there no pat? Like, There's nothing there. <laughs> okay. All Absolutely right. nothing. Because yeah. I don't like the pads I know you have. 
pants and then like shin mm-hmm. like shin guards but they all just cover the front right so if like you're going down a block a shot and you get one right in the side of the thigh oh it hurts so bad yeah that's yeah that's, there that's there are a couple <laughs> the, there I, I played hockey too so there oh, are a yeah. couple spots that you really don't want to take when you oh, like, no. like the inside of the thigh if you get if you get a slash right between the glove and yeah. the elbow pad that's yep. yeah that always seems <laughs> and it always seems to be wh- exactly where it happens exactly it's, this is new to me yeah. this is new to me I'm oh like, yeah like, I, yeah like because it look it looks like you are because when you put the socks and the jersey on it looks like you are geared You're up fine. from head oh, to yeah. toe yeah but there are there are some soft spots no, they, <laughs> they always find a way to hit you so. yeah no it's, it seems yeah. like more times than not it doesn't but anyways um Actually, quickly, because we mentioned Minnesota Duluth, uh, that was a pretty big trip for you guys last year. Well, yeah, it was. It was exciting. What was um? What was that? What was that win in that ride back like for your your team last year? Because I mean, that was a pretty pretty big way to end a weekend. Yeah, um, I'd say we. I don't know. We were just really excited. Uh, it was cool because that was our first you know plane ride as a team too. So. Oh wow! Okay. Really? Uh, for you, for you, it was like the first plane ride. Or ever would have they as as a team? As yeah. A, okay. All right. uh, I don't think in my past three years we have. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that was the first one. So that's always fun as a team traveling like that. You well, know, now you're going to Ireland. Memories. Yeah. Which is well, yeah. Farther. <laughs> a little yeah. bit bigger of a yeah. plane ride. Yeah. 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 So that's going to be cool too, because that is in Belfast, Ireland, and yep. that that's going to be cool. What team? What other teams are going? Uh, just us and Merrimack, I believe. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think. Nice. Yeah. That was a. Uh, I remember them last year. If we can cut this out, but that was a. I think that was a Tuesday game last year. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I just remember them coming yeah. in last year. But yeah. can, that's just more me me thinking out loud. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, you, uh, what are your uh, are, what are your expectations for the for that Ireland trip? I mean, you know, it's that's going to be a pretty great experience. Uh, I think the biggest thing with that is just like growing the game. Um, you know, we want to promote women's hockey as much as we can. So I think that's just a good way to do it over there and. Yeah, obviously we want to compete in every game, so we're going to come home hopefully with uh, two wins. The game and the Quinnipiac name. That's true. Because you have Adele Thornton, who is a basketball player from Ireland, too. Yeah. So growing the, growing the Quinnipiac name in Ireland. That's true, we're yeah. Hoping, we're hoping to see her make a, make an appearance at one of those games, but yeah. we, we don't really know either right. way. That'd be cool. Um, so actually, that, that brings up a, an interesting point about growing the game. So, I mean, you've been involved in hockey your entire life, so... How have you seen the uh, the sport of women's hockey grow and change from when you started playing until now? Oh, geez, like immensely. Um, I remember growing up and, you know, I think I wanted to play guys hockey because that was the only uh, dream. Like uh, you, you could only play guys hockey growing up, right? So I think now, um, you know, what the girls are doing with the Dream Gap Tour and stuff, I think that's it's amazing because you know now little girls might have the chance to grow up and dream of playing in their NHL um so yeah when I grew up I didn't have that at all I only really thought about guys hockey but now you know we're kind of getting the chance to think about girls hockey so yeah it's pretty cool and I mean I guess that leads to my question now what would be a next step for you from division one hockey would you want to follow your alum and go international or even in the uh, the women's NHL, like the, what would be a next step for you? Yeah, I mean, I would be open to kind of anything next year. It depends what happens with the Dream Gap Tour. Um, but, I mean, if there's a women's NHL, then, of course, I would love to play in that. <laughs> like, I would love to play hockey yeah. as much as I can yeah. and get paid for it. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Or otherwise, yeah, going to Sweden or whatever, that would be unbelievable, too, to uh, play hockey in a different country. For sure. Yeah. 
And I think before we wrap up, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about your experiences with the national team. So yep. uh, just to run down the uh, the shot sheet of everything you've gotten a chance to do, two, uh, two Team Canada Fall Festivals yep. uh, the last two years, two, uh, ch- uh, two trips to the national team development uh, camp, and then yep. uh, playing, of course, with the uh, 2018 U22 select team in a series against the United States and teammate Melissa Samuskevich. So now yes. I, have a question, I have a question about that. <laughs> yeah, of course. When you're with Team Canada, yeah. is it a similar culture to Quinnipiac or is it entirely different? Uh, it's similar in some aspects. Um, you know, like you got to work for everything out there. Um, and then I say it's different just – uh it's hard to explain just the canadian women's team like culture um like family and such pride of of, you know the past goals that canada's you know been a part of and uh you know the players in that program um gina kingsbury she's the uh director now and she played in the olympics so um I guess if that's culture wise, but yeah, it's just, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. What were some of the things you were able to, uh, to take away from those experiences and, and bring back to this team? Oh, geez. Um, well, there's always so many coaches there who have so much, uh, knowledge about, um, hockey. So I guess just learning different things like D wise, um, little things off ice, uh, speed work wise. Um, I think the biggest thing would be my mental game. Um, they always bring mental coaches in, so it's cool to be able to sit down one-on-one and be like, hey, these are my weaknesses when it comes to on or off ice. Um, how can I uh, develop this? So, yeah, I'd say that was probably the biggest thing. And did you, you feel like you came back a, a better leader from that experience? Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Even just being able to see older girls lead um, at that type of skill level, it's it's incredible. So you take things like that and bring them back here. So it's really cool. And, of course, you're wearing your nation's colors. That's which is right. Yeah. The, ul- like, the yeah. ultimate. It's honestly <laughs> exactly. like a, probably the ultimate, I guess. I don't even know a word to to describe putting your nation's colors on. I feel like it's the ultimate um, accomplishment or, or pride. Like, yeah. I... I, I I'm speechless and I didn't even wear the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, um, you know, it's kind of like something you dream of. I, I never got picked growing up for any type of camps or anything. So coming to Quinnipiac, um, working my butt off my, uh, my sophomore year summer with Coach B in the gym, that really helped. And then, yeah, before I knew it, I got an invite. And I, I remember I cried, and I'm not much of a crier. And <laughs> Oh my God, that was so cool. And then, yeah, to be able to put on that jersey when I played in the uh, development series, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. Ultimate honor. Honor was the word I was looking for. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Should we ask the questions? Let's ask the questions. All right. We asked three questions to all of our guests. These are the, the real thinkers because we know you can talk hockey all day. Okay. Uh, but these are the real personal ones. Uh, so just anything that comes to mind, first thing that comes. The first one, uh, if you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut, where would it be and why? Because we know everybody's first choice would be Hamden. But if you couldn't. Um, probably like the Bahamas or something. I don't Great know. Pick. Somewhere with a beach yep. and water. I'm there. I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> if, if you were going to be like, oh, well, maybe Vancouver or Montreal, <laughs> I was going to be like cold. <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. No way. There it is. Yeah. See, thank you. So after a life in after a life in Winnipeg and then a life playing hockey, you're ready for something warm? Oh, 
Jeez, yeah, Winnipeg is. <laughs> it is. The winter's cruel. Oh my. Like negatives. Like, I don't know what it is for you guys, but minus forty for me Celsius. Minus forty Celsius would be. So I think that's minus something for you guys. Okay, yeah, we're gonna. Would, Jack's gonna so do a mi- do a quick so calculation. You guys, thirty-two degrees for us is zero. Yeah. For mm-hmm. Celsius, it's cold. So that would be. <laughs> Yeah, that would be Probably about a negative minus, eight. A minus that would be yeah. negative eight. Okay. eight I was gonna throw like a ten, awful. like a negative ten to negative yeah. fifteen. It's like you know, you throw the hot water up in the air and it freezes. Oh <laughs> my god, god. Yeah. that's like not yeah. safe to walk outside <laughs> no. cold. Really? Yeah. So is that well, why the Bahamas <laughs> makes a lot of sense? Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm on a microphone and not in a lab coat. <laughs> Okay, because okay. my math was not even close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Um, if you could have dinner with someone either alive or deceased, who would it be and why? Uh, I'd probably go with Conor McGregor. I, th- I love that guy. That's wow. a good pick. Yeah. Walk us through that one. Why are you yeah. picking him? Uh, I guess... Besides when he goes a little crazy sometimes, he seems like a cool dude. Uh, you know, he's worked for everything his whole life. He kind of came from nothing. Um, so, yeah, I just think, you know, that'd be a cool guy to sit down with. and Inspirational, yeah. smart guy, businessman. Yeah. He's been, you know, yeah. Businessman. He's yeah. been quiet, though. Yeah. yeah. No, fight, no fight talks. Since the whole the whole retirement thing, he's kind of been he's kind of been under the radar, which I just know. makes you think, like, okay, what's coming next? Yeah. yeah. The oh, whole yeah. Khabib thing was a mess. That was yeah. crazy. <laughs> I know. Um, all right, last one, uh, and probably the toughest. Uh, and you this are, is the one that I, I fight most guests on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you are on death row. What is your final meal, your dinner, your drink, and your dessert? Oh, geez. Uh, dinner? I've kind of been craving Chick-fil-A lately, so maybe Chick-fil-A? So that's a respectable pick. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, just, the, just the straight up chicken sandwich. With fries. Yeah, I'm the regular one with a large fry. Large fry. Yeah, yeah with you Chick-fil-A sauce. You got nothing yeah. to lose at that point. You I'm might as well. I'm a huge lemonade guy there. Yeah. Okay. I always get their lemonade. Okay. Um, Drink? I guess it depends on the day. Sometimes I crave like a Pepsi. Um, this is the last drink ever. Yeah. And if you're in the 21 and over crowd, you, you can you can allowed. partake if you, you if are you allowed. want to. If you want to dabble. We've, okay. we've right. been told. Yeah. Okay, well then um <laughs> I would probably go with uh either like a Caesar, a good old Canadian Caesar or I don't um know if I've had a Caesar. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. There you go. That. All right. Um dessert and, uh, left, dessert, right? yeah. yeah. Dessert um big chocolate gal, so probably like a chocolate cheesecake or uh here we Something go. like that. Here we go. Damn ball, <laughs> damn ball with the cheesecake. Huge cheesecake. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so See, good. I, I can. I, I tend to be a traditionalist, so I'll just get the straight up New York style with okay. like maybe some fruit on top. Yeah. But hey, if we're if we're dabbling with chocolate, you can't go wrong. I think <laughs> but I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I think there's like four more above cheesecake. Like oh yeah. I would put any type of ice cream, any type of cake. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Like I would this even, tough. I would even do one of those skillet cookies over cheesecake. Oh, lava cakes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't believe we've gone through 34 episodes now with this kind of disagreement, but that's okay. <laughs> but, but I feel like the guests that we've had are all over cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Really? Yeah, we got some smart athletes on this campus. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, Katie Tabin, thank you so much for for taking the time to join us today. It's a big year for the women's hockey team, so best of luck. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much to Katie Tabin for joining us here on episode number 34 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. And that's going to do it for Matt and I this week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go online to QuinnipiacBobcats.com. You can get everything you may need from Bobcat Nation right there on the website. Probably the coolest setting we've had for an interview, too. I know we mentioned it in the interview, but that lounge area is super cool. And hopefully uh, keep an eye out on IGTV for the Bobcats Instagram account. It's at QU Athletics. We're going to be putting a lot more videos up from our interviews. So if you want to catch more uh, more of the video podcasts like that, make sure that you go and follow the Instagram account. And while you're doing that, you might as well follow the Twitter account. Yeah. Dan, let him know what the username is. It's also at QU Athletics, so make sure you follow both of those accounts. You can get updates about every single team. And if you want to follow the women's hockey team on Twitter, you can do so. The account is at QU underscore W-I-H. It is hockey season again, so that is a very, very important account to follow if you want to get updates about the Bobcats as well. And while you're doing that, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. That is how you get these episodes first, so make sure you do that matt mcauliffe we got to leave him with our handles how can we follow you you know the drill at m mcauliffe seven on twitter and instagram hit me up and i am at dan ball b-a-h-l thank you so much for listening everybody we will see you next week bye-bye theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.